0: You are Locked on Browns, your daily podcast covered in Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked on Browns, as always, today, Crossover Wednesday. i um, doing this one a little bit different, um, and I actually enjoyed it. Uh, we have Travis Winfield here from Locked on Dolphins. Uh, we did his segment. Uh, we're going to get a little bit of a different one here, so guys you want to check out both. But Travis is going to come in here and give us everything – Miami Dolphin wise. First things first, Travis. Congratulations, on all the success. Um, for those of you who don't know, Travis is one of the most popular. We're good. We're not good as Travis, but <laughs> Travis uh, uh, appreciates you. And again, it's the way it's all come together for you. And guys, one of the reasons I appreciate Travis is you know, like Pete and I, where we give you every, we give you soup to nuts coverage. Um, yeah, we'll talk about a kicker at Boise if he's hit 16 out of 17 this year, uh, and we'll talk about oh this guy got cut. No, 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 no. don't bring that up. We don't want that name. Travis is very similar. Covers the Dolphins inside and out.
1: It's it's really funny you mentioned the kicker because I have this very like staunch no no kicker policy on my breakdown stuff because I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I I guess plant leg and the mentality of it, but yeah, I appreciate all the kind words, Jeff. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. Like you mentioned on locked on dolphins. It's an absolute pleasure to get to do what we do and to get paid for it is just so stupid that we get to do that. So it's a lot of fun. I love the locked on network and, and looking forward to this podcast, my man.
0: Um, well with your personal situation with your lovely wife and what you all got coming, Trust me, you're never going to see that money. <laughs> you're never going to see a dime of it. I'm a dad of two teenage daughters. You're yeah. never going to see a dime of that money. Uh, That's, me. That's But first, okay. one I'm first one I want to get to here, Travis. Um, and now, watching the Dolphins over the last few weeks, you know everybody just assumes you know you trade away Tonsil, you trade away Mekhi Fitzpatrick, Tang, 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 Tang. Watching this team over the last couple of weeks, the coaching, the players. Uh, I don't think the emergency break is on as far as whether or not this team, you know, sometimes you can do all you can do and you're not going to win, but it it's not looking like on anything that this team is okay with losing.
1: And it's really it's really a reason for <clears throat> Dolphins fans to get excited in my opinion because I have a whiteboard next to my little desk here where I do all my podcast, and I have every player on the Dolphins roster and the practice squad just so it's quickly available to me and looking over it every single day as I do up here, You would mistake this roster for one from the CFL or maybe even the XFL. Like There are guys on this roster that just, they, I hate saying this, but they probably just don't belong in the league. And yet, several of them are giving you competitive reps, rep in and rep out. And maybe some guys have some rough games and rough patches, which is going to happen when you lack talent. But the fact that they're playing so well within the structure of the scheme on both sides of the ball, it's certainly encouraging because it makes you believe that once... Brian Flores and Patrick Graham and Chad O'Shea get the guys they want in the building that they can make things click on this team and maybe they'll do it in the way the Patriots do where it's not star driven. It's about the team. I know it's a tough model to replicate, but they're going that direction. They have four coaches that came over from the Patriots staff and they've done a good job so far implementing the fine details and, and the very, you know, solid fundamentals and structure and And they they're their fewest penalties in the NFL and they're making the least mistakes of most teams and so it's been fun to watch this team kind of grow and mature as the year goes along but as far as the recent performances those two wins were they were good they played good games but they got steamrolled against buffalo and i think that with better talent coming down the pipe like the browns for instance they could be in for some tough games down the stretch
0: um as we'll go to this one here um with brian flores coming in uh you know this went a certain amount of way here where it was Hugh Jackson and now it's a little bit better. Let's see what hugh has got. Mm-hmm. Do you think Brian Flores has staying power or was he a guy that maybe got sold a bill of goods where it was like, look, we're just trying to make this sucker as pretty as possible. And then we're going to go look for the most attractive person afterwards.
1: Yeah, I think you can kind of go back to the previous uh, topic we just discussed and, and kind of, you know, it, it reminds me of the nature of fan bases, for instance, in the NFL, where you're only as good as what you did last week and you're as bad as you were last week. And that's kind of where Dolphins fans are this season, along with every other NFL fan. And I don't see any reason to believe that Steven Ross, the Dolphins owner, doesn't kind of fall into that same trap. And so while right now he may think that, yeah, I found the right leader for this organization, the guy that's going to establish the culture in the bottom of the roster that this year and develop talent before we can go out and spend all that free agent money and draft picks on, you know, the premium level talent. Maybe this is the right guy for it. But in two years, let's say Flores has built up something decent, but still isn't getting the results. What if Lincoln Riley becomes available? You think Steven Ross, who is, for lack of a better term, a star effort, you think he wouldn't go in that direction? So it makes me wonder where we're going to be in two years. I'm not ready to call any, you know, bold proclamations on Flores' future or anybody else. I do think Flores is a good football coach, so he has a chance, but things can change, you know, on a weekly basis in this league.
0: Uh, I mean, I just look at it with two wins. And like you said, you know, where some of this roster, it was like, you know, there's maybe an XL, XFL franchise or two saying, wait a minute, that's our guy. What are you taking our players for? <laughs> and he gets two wins out of it. I mean, that's impressive. Look, you know, Hugh went 0 16. And, you know, you'll hear some say, oh, well, they really weren't concerned about winning. I don't care, man. Where's the dog in you? Yep. Where is the dog in you? You want that. Speaking of the roster, um, what's what's here and what are you okay with um look Xavier Howard nice player Christian Wilkins what's here that you think could be a big part of what takes this Dolphins franchise from one of these two or three teams that are maybe four or five teams that are vying for the top five and getting their shot at a quarterback what's good here long-term player wise
1: yeah, let's go ahead and start with the two guys I think are pretty much staples of the long-term plan. You mentioned Xavier Howard and the other guys also on injured reserve and Preston Williams, the rookie receiver who was on pace to break the all-time undrafted rookie receiving yardage record in the Super Bowl era until he tore his ACL against the Jets a couple weeks ago, but he looks fantastic, smooth in and out of his breaks, tall, he's six foot four and he can get in and out of those breaks, high point the football, and Xavier Howard on the other side of the ball, all he does is pick the football off, so we have good looking receiver and cornerback options there but then from there it's pretty much trying to find these unsung gems that the Dolphins kind of found this year and one of those guys is outside linebacker Vince Beagle we traded Kiko Alonzo for him and Dolphins fans the casual fan will tell you that Kiko was awesome because he had a lot of tackles but someone that watches the all 22 every week can tell you that he's often running around like a chicken with his head cut off they traded (laughs) Kiko Alonzo for Vince Beagle Kiko has like 12 tackles in New Orleans Vince Beagle has a top 10 pressure rate if you take you know pass rush reps divided by pressures. He's getting after the quarterback very regularly. So that was a big time hit right there. They got a guy in the interior of the defensive line that you mentioned, Christian Wilkins. John Jenkins was another late in-season acquisition they made. He's been pretty good. I apologize for that sound. My cat just jumped up on a banister, so... Sorry about that. Uh, but as far as the rest of the guys in the roster, there, there's been some hits. Jerome Baker, a linebacker, is looking pretty good. He plays every single snap on the uh, defense. And then on the offense, I think Mike Gasicki, second-year tight ends kind of come along, and Devontae Parker, another receiver who was a first-round draft pick four years ago, he kind of fell out of favor in Miami, but right now he's on track for career highs across the board. He's finally healthy. He's competing, running through tackles, stuff he never did before. So there's plenty of parts to build upon here. They're just going to have to really hit on a lot of those resources this next couple of off seasons to make it all pay off.
0: Uh, you bring up a couple of Jersey guys there at the end to make me happy. My heart,
1: my heart beats <laughs> and, pure Jersey, man.
0: Yes. And I will say right now, we absolutely loved him. We would have taken him in a heartbeat here in Cleveland. Um, and then when there was that whole fire sale going on, me and Pete Smith were getting really excited. Like, well, all right, well, are you going to move Mike? Cause you really have no idea how to use him, but he's come on strong and it's great to see for him. Uh, Travis Winfield, Jeff Lloyd, as we're rolling on through here on Lofton Browns, your crossover edition, Travis, the Browns, the thing that's really not been an issue so far this year has been toting the rock and getting yards on the ground. Nick Chubb, the first running back in the NFL this year, to clear 1000 yards. I don't care that they played on Thursday night and he had the first opportunity. We're taking a win here any way we can get it. Um, <laughs> How are the Dolphins against the run? Because for the Browns right now, the best thing to do in, when you're in the situation they are is just simplify it. And if you can go with something that's going to work, get – I mean, it's survive in advance for Cleveland right now. And this has been a good thing. Kareem Hunt has come in here. And the most surprising thing about Kareem Hunt is he's just excited to be playing again. You see him smiling. He throws a block. Nick Chubb gets 12 yards. Kareem celebrates like it was him. These guys are having a lot of fun here right now. How are the Dolphins versus the run?
1: Oh man, you just uh, you struck gold on this one because I think that Nick Chubb might be the first guy to go for 2,000 yards in the season and he might do it on Sunday because this Dolphins run defense cannot stop a nosebleed they actually have decent defensive tackles you mentioned Christian Wilkins, I mentioned John Jenkins, even Devon Godshaw is probably the best of the bunch, but as far as their edge run defending, it is non existent and they want to implement the scheme in Miami, which is like the one they run in New England and the Lions also run it with Matt Patricia, where you basically use your linebackers to fit run gaps and to also rush the passer and they just don't have the guys right now on the roster to do that their best at it is Raquan McMillan he missed the game last Sunday and they missed him so so badly even on a run defense that averages 140 yards per game they were even worse than that without Raquan. so if he can't come back I don't know they don't have an answer if he's not out there taking on blocks and getting into the gap and, and making some run stops in the game so if the Browns want to just commit to the running game there's no reason to think they can't roll up 200 rushing yards on this defense.
0: And for right now, that is, it's, it, it, we know this works. And this is what was irking everybody early in the year because there were games where it was like the passing game wasn't working and it was like, well, 24 can get it done. And it just seemed to want and, but now they've seemed like, all right, no, 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 we understand this now. And, you know, we're simplifying. And this is more of, which you spoke about on Travis's show where, Tra- you know, Freddie Kitchens is kind of growing and maybe it's slowing a down, da- you know, you always talk about a rookie quarterback and when things start slowing down, maybe for Freddie Kissens as a rookie head coach, things are starting to slow down a little bit. No Xavier Howard. And, you know, that may have looked that may have been a tank move. And it was, you know, he didn't tear his ACL, but it was a more of a God forbid we don't want him to tear his ACL. So, you know, obviously done for the year. Rashad Jones, little dinged up. Yes.
1: Yeah, man, he's he's an interesting case. We'll talk about him more if you want to here in a minute.
0: Well, that this is where I'm going to lead with this is um, they're going to trot out Odell. They're going to trot out Jarvis Landry. There's a good shot, a real good shot. David Ajoku is going to be back this week. They found other guys they kind of like in Ricky Seals-Jones. Rashard Higgins, they're still not sure how to figure this out, but that's one of Baker's go-to guys. Kaderil Hodge is kind of finding a little bit of a role here. There's a lot outside, inside, and obviously Cream Hunt, they found a way to utilize him as a receiver here. There's a lot for this secondary and the linebacking unit to worry about. If the weather's favorable on Sunday, which is always a question, if you guys want to bring that Miami weather to Cleveland, my Browns listeners would love it. <laughs> There's a lot of firepower to deal with here as far as targets for Baker. Is there enough there secondary-wise to handle it all?
1: It's actually a really good test and one that I'm excited to see for as far as the way the Dolphins' defensive structure works because that's how they've been winning so far with the right play calls and and really going with trail technique and funneling into the help they have in the secondary because they are so under man, Jeff. Every single week, they bring a new free agent in who gets plugged into the lineup and gives them 20 or 30 snaps in a game after he was on the street just six days prior. And that's kind of been the case all season long. They just signed a guy off the Seahawks practice squad, a safety, Adrian Colbert and that makes me think that Bobby McCain, the the veteran, the most veteran safety of the group back there, you know, besides Rashad, which I'll, I'll get to him in a second. I, I really have some negative thoughts on Rashad, so I'll get to that. But Bobby McCain, he's probably going to miss this game, and he was the free safety kind of calling the shots back there, and without him, I don't know what they do at safety, if they even have enough bodies to really field a football team on Sunday because they're so thin at that spot. I do want to mention one name that I left off the list that I should have given you. Cornerback Nick Needham is an undrafted Free agent from UTEP. Yes, the UTEP Miners. He was playing in Conference USA, I think it was last year, and now he's taking on teams' number one receivers, and he's shutting them down. Jeff, he had John Brown on Sunday, who went off. He had nine catches for a buck 52, but only four of those came on Needham, and it was like for 40 yards and with like 10 targets. So he's holding guys to less than 50% catch rate. He's making six or seven tackles a game. He's getting picks, sacks, forced fumbles. I'm really excited to see him go up against Odell Beckham. That's gonna be be my premier matchup but I just look at the Dolphins yes they're outmatched in that area but for the Browns if they just run the football you're gonna be okay so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even risk it if that makes sense maybe off play action once you establish that run early in the game then you can kind of get the Dolphins napping but I think the best way to attack this team is through the run game and real quick since I, since I keep teasing about it Rashad Jones this is a guy that has been around the Dolphins for a long time. He's going to go into the ring of honor one day. He's one of my favorite all-time players until recently because with a couple of connections, I've come to find out that this guy is more than content to sit there and get paid 13 million bucks and not play. And he hasn't played much this season. I think the Dolphins are happy to do it because it helps them get closer to Tua Tungabai lower or whoever you want at the top of the draft. But it just sits with me the wrong way that this guy was in training camp running with the number twos and he was happy about it. I, that rubbed me the wrong way from day number one. He's been nursing some injuries this year. He's been banged up for the last four years. And I just... It's, it sucks to see one of the guys that you really loved for several years kind of go out this way, probably his last year in Miami, but he's just been collecting a paycheck this year and not doing anything on the football.
0: Travis, you hearing me? Yes. Okay. We've had those guys in Cleveland. Um, there was obviously guys like Josh Gordon who you were really counted on, uh, Kenny Britt, you gave a bunch of money to, and Kenny Britt said, well, whatever I'm here. Uh, I'll take my check. I'd rather be somewhere else. And it does get discouraging, and especially when it's veterans, because there's this code of conduct in the NFL where it's you know, you know, teach those that have taught you, and when guys are just happy about their cash, it it, it it hurts inside, and it just, especially when it's 13 million, it's, and it's not like you know, Rashad Jones tasted, tasted a bunch of success in Miami, so you know, those are the parts that frustrate you. And for $13 million, hell, I'll take the damn garbage out. Uh, I'll sell the beer at halftime if you need to. <laughs> me too. I'll run for hot dogs. So I understand where you're coming through because the Browns certainly went through that. Guys, we'll get to a little bit more here with Travis in a second. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant, whether it's local, franchise, come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners will get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, whether it's Google, whether it's through iTunes, I'm sorry, the iTunes, the App Store, go ahead, download it for yourself. Have dinner brought in. Uh, look, everybody's busy. People work. Everybody works. The so last thing you want to do at 8 o'clock at night is start looking around in your kitchen and saying, all right, I got to start boiling water, firing up the stove. Let DoorDash help you out there. Like I said, $5 off. Your first order of $15 or more when you download the app. Use the promo code LOCKED ON, all caps, no space. Appreciate the fine folks. Over at DoorDash, Travis. We're gonna get to this part here, and Browns listeners, all my Browns folks, you're gonna enjoy this part because it's reminiscent, and this is what we went through. Three first round picks here <laughs> in 2020, Travis. Um, we'll go this route first, and and this is why I enjoy doing this with you because you're like, a, you know, you're like me, quarterback wise. Who, who's your guy? Right now, who do you think can come in, take this situation over? Who do you want?
1: Well, if you've been following me on Twitter and seeing me track the updated by the minute Tua Tungavailoa hip surgery nonsense, then you know it's Tua because... To me, there's just nobody in this class that's close to him and what he's done. And yeah, Joe Burrow has been terrific this year. I won't take anything away from Joe Burrow, but the sustained success of Tua Tungavailoa, the big moments, the fact that he's just compiled stats on top of stats and done it by throwing accurate balls down the field, evading pressure in the pocket, and the fact that I think that he is a perfect fit for this Chad O'Shea offense where you basically have to be almost perfect in the way your timing and rhythm and tempo goes. And we've seen him do stuff like that with an Alabama receiver core, who yes, is very talented, the most talented in the country, But those speedsters require a certain element of anticipation and precision in the accuracy. And that's exactly who Tua is. This Dolphins offensive system empowers quarterbacks like that and really gives them the tools to be successful as far as throwing the underneath stuff and setting up deep shots into the game plan through that short stuff. And I just think that Tua, if he's healthy, which of course is a big question mark at this point, Tua is so much further ahead of all the other quarterbacks in this class. And frankly, Jeff, I come away from that injury thinking, That might have been the only way he would have gone off the board other than number one. And I still think Miami gobbles him up with that first pick if he's there.
0: You certainly got to look into it. And I think the thing is, he's got the personality. And, you know, John Dorsey had talked a lot about Baker. And the thing is, was bringing him into what this situation is. um, You know, there's always been teams where randomly ended up high. Uh, you know, obviously, you, know, you think the Colts with Andrew Luck, where he kind of backdoored into your quarterback. It wasn't years and years of suffering to finally get that franchise guy. Um, it's different with Miami. It was different with the Browns and Baker. And you look at Tua and the, the man he is, the guy he is. Yeah, it's not going to bother him that this franchise has had a ton of success. He's going to come in here and he's going to come in here. With the mentality of our job is to win. This is you know we go out every day, you know we work hard and W's are expected. The injuries have been one thing that have concerned me with him, and this last one here. And it's great to hear the positive reports. It, 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 yes, it's something you get. It does you worry about it. The kitty is all of that kind of erases that. And this is one that gets me a little bit weirded out. Is you know everybody oh, well, Tua's got all these guys around him, all these great wide receivers. They're all NFL talents. What's he going to be playing with in the NFL? <laughs> He's going to be playing with NFL
1: talent. You know what that means? When, so, someone, when someone tells you that, that just means that they didn't watch any of the tape. They're just going ahead and saying things just to say them.
0: Yeah, and it, like that's the part that drives me crazy. It's like, well, you know, oh, well, this guy runs a four-two, man. Sure, he looks good. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully you can find a way to get yourself a guy who runs a 4-3 or 4-2, and you want to make sure that guy can hit him. And you look at a guy like Judy, who's just so beautiful in what he does, it's it's weird. He's one of those guys and he's very few, because when I look at Jerry Judy, it's, it's similar to Odell Beckham. I get, like, these crushes, and he's just so smooth like that. And it's like, well, somebody's got to kind of help him. And the old Matt Waldman line, somebody's got to help him make the music. And, you know, he's got to know how to do that. And to keep all those guys satisfied, to keep all those guys producing, it does. It shows an absolute lot. And I think the injury has put me more on it than maybe I was. And part of it also is, though, is I'm kind of, you know, window shopping these quarterbacks. And it's a nice thing to finally be saying here with covering yeah, the rounds is there's one that I could put to the side. And Burrow in the one thing with Burrow is there's a lot of people and it's, do you get that Trubisky thing where it was, man, this really looks good, but do we have enough of it? And, you know, but look, 77 completion, 77% completion rate. <laughs> I mean, I ain't nothing to sneeze at, but and he's had a fantastic year in that Alabama game. Certainly won everybody over, but you know, sometimes you got to worry about track record quarterback wise, but with the three ones, obviously, there is a big need at the quarterback position. What positionally wise, what is what what's the biggest hit you can do with those 3 in the first round when this draft is in Vegas in April of 2020?
1: Well, as you guys know, the beauty of having your roster stripped down to the to the studs and the bare parts Is that you pretty you pretty much don't have any need. You can go ahead and pick the best guy. I thought Cleveland did a great job of that with Denzel Ward, even over Bradley Chubb, which I'm sure was not a popular move at the time, but Denzel Ward's worked out pretty good for the Browns. So it's kind of the same idea. I thought that Pittsburgh pick was going to be a lot bigger or a lot higher in the draft order. They've gotten some lucky wins, as I'm sure you well know, that are very frustrating to Browns fans and Dolphins fans alike. And that Texas they're coming down. They they are they had something like what was it, 17 takeaways and and five games or something like that just absurd that's that's not sustainable missed field goals that helped him out all that stuff so that pick probably winds up in the you know where Miami usually winds up in the 7 to 8 win range and the you know the wheel of mediocrity that I'm so glad the Dolphins are finally off like I'm looking forward to having a top draft pick and not being in that glut in the middle where you can't get a franchise quarterback unless someone falls to you you know like a Mahomes or a Watson or whatever so I'm excited about that I think the first pick if it's Tua is going to be a quarterback I think if he's off the board I think they look L el- elsewhere and try to maybe think about some veteran quarterbacks on the market maybe come back with the best player in that spot like you mentioned like a Jerry Judy maybe it's AJ Epinesa maybe it's even Chase Young if he gets that far down the board I will see I just think Miami picks probably in the three to five range and I, I still think they're going to get two it because of the injury but we'll see about that as far as the rest of the draft it's it's all about like redos for me. I, like, I wanted Derwin James so bad on this football team. And to me, there's a clone of him in college right now. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. I think he'd be a big, big difference maker in this defense. You could go Jeff Okuda, the best cornerback in the draft. I mentioned Epinesa. He'd be a perfect scheme fit in this defense. And then you have to think about every single offensive lineman because this Dolphins O-line, as you guys are going to see on Sunday, is probably the worst line in the history of the NFL and they, I don't think any of these five guys comes back this year to start in 2020. So we're looking at guys like Tristan Wirfs and Andrew Thomas and Jedrick Willis and you know whether you want to go inside to Creed Humphrey and Tyler Bayadash. Man, just talking about this stuff has me pumped up for April because this team is going <laughs> to be completely just... It's, it's been 20 years coming, Jeff. Since Marino retired, this team has needed to strip things down and start over. And they continue to go back to the well, bandage up those holes. Let's try to get that 10th win. And maybe we can win a game in January in Foxboro. Yeah, effing right, man. Like that was never going to happen. So to reset and go back at this thing and try to build a team with one singular vision where you have guys that are brought in for one scheme opposed to multiple schemes from multiple coaching staffs and all these firings and hirings. It's refreshing. We'll see if it works. There's no guarantee. But I think that Miami finally is on the right track here and doing what the Browns did before them and, of course, the Bills and, and some teams that have tried the same thing too. So it's looking up, but we'll see how it goes.
0: I, I, I'm almost excited for Travis because I remember this. <laughs> and it, it, no, but it makes for you to put out great shows in the offseason. And when that Odell Beckham trade uh, Odell Beckham trade went down last year, we were like, oh, wow, now oh. we got to talk about, you know, we got to take like forty-five guys off the board, and you know that's the tough part. But you know, getting to get in there and have this plum in this twenty class looks pretty good. Uh, we just one couple of things to get to here with Travis. Uh, but guys, as I always tell you, you know what my favorite holiday of the year is? We're getting really close. MyBookie.ag Thanksgiving football. It is the perfect triumvirate. You get to eat all day. You get to be around people that you enjoy to be around or you love, even if you don't enjoy to be around them as much. (laughs) Great food, three games, great football, any way you want to do it. Do you want to parlay all three games? Do you want to bet each game individually? Do you want to take fantasy over-unders on certain players within each game or one from each game, two from each game? MyBookie.ag has got you covered any which way you want to do it. Go to MyBookie.ag. Uh, like, you know, like uh, you obviously the initial deposit is always matched. Um, they will take care of you there. The best odds in the business. MyBooking.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Now, Travis, as we start to put a bow on this here, what has been for you the, the wor- well, I guess Rashard Jones would be the worst part of this year what have been what has been like the biggest bright spot maybe just not wins I know you talked about uh Nick Needham the cornerback and you know good luck I mean because that Odell Beckham matchup hey man let's go kid I- that's putting a lot on the kid but what give a name or two here that where a guy it's just like look because you always need that 51st 52nd 53rd guy who's the guy that's performing more performing well now may not be one of the top guys going further, but you want to stick around.
1: It's hard to pick because there's that's pretty much the Dolphins' entire roster right now as far <laughs> as guys that are going to be here long-term. And I gave you that list of players. I think I'll just go back to the receiving core because it's been such a... A really circuitous journey to this point of the season for how Miami's gotten like production out of that group because we came into the year thinking Albert Wilson had his breakout season last year and then had a really bad hip injury which for a guy that relies on agility and speed you know, that was a tough injury for him to endure and he hasn't been the same all year so he's not producing at all Jakeem Grant's another guy that Dolphins fans have been waiting for three or four years now to break out. It still hasn't happened he had a big game last Sunday but that's what he does. He has these big games and he kind of goes back into you know non-existence, but Preston Williams, who's on IR now, not going to play this year. He was so good, Jeff, at, at just yep. getting, getting in and out of those breaks and, and really beating really good defenders. And Devontae Parker, who we all wrote off, every single Dolphins fan wrote Devontae Parker off because he got hurt every year, he had nagging injuries, and now he told Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post, who came on my podcast and relayed this to me, that he was focused on re- to, to redoing his legacy in Miami and recreating that narrative. And he's done it by hard work and being that diligent guy in the gym. He hasn't missed any games this year. He's playing like 90% of the snaps. He's making big plays. He's making contested catches. So I think Devonte Parker, five years after the fact, a first round draft pick, I think he might finally be on the come up with him and Preston Williams, and they just gave Alan Hearns a contract extension. He, you know, Dolphins fans hated it like immediately because he's Alan Hearns and he's been injured. He hasn't been productive in a few years, but you watch the relationship between he and Ryan Fitzpatrick, not going to be the quarterback receiver combination that wins just Super Bowls, but you can see kind of the idea of the offense and how it works when guys are on the same page because he finds these soft spots in the zones on little hookup routes, on little hitch routes, and they They just have a really inherent sense of chemistry. And I think a lot of that comes from Hearns smarts, which is a very, very crucial role playing the slot in this particular offense. So I would just say the receivers in general have been like a surprise by the fact of who the three guys have been and a surprise. They've been actually really, really damn good.
0: Yeah. They've done a nice job kind of like rewriting their history. And obviously Preston Williams, like you had mentioned, you know, it's, it was a tough draft process for him. And, you know, obviously, you know, everybody always talks about the baggage, which we kind of figured he was maybe going to be on the Cleveland board because baggage doesn't matter around here. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, running back, it's, it's a big issue. Oh, it's bad. You guys have a lot. You have a ton of draft capital. The Browns put a second-round tender on Kareem Hunt when this year ends. Miami have any interest?
1: I don't think so because they've shown a big resistance towards guys that have domestic. Today, today. And that doesn't help at all. I mean, my God, what an ugly story that was. And, and he, you know, it's, you burn the guys that showed faith in the the idea of a second chance, and that kills me because I feel the same way. We talked about Miles Garrett on my podcast. I feel the same way that restitution is earned through time passing and a guy just kind of being good in his community and being a good man. And that was what Brian Flores and Chris Greer were trying to give to Mark Walton, and it worked up until this. And now he comes back and gives him this. It's just it like it makes me sick to the stomach.
0: It, it, it it's just it, it like there's just there's stuff that is just. Unacceptable and in Walton, obviously, it had, had his history in Miami, was in a tough spot, but like, all right, you know, and then you worry about bringing the kid back to where he's from. And you know, look, him, Antonio Callaway, they're tight. You guys go want to be the you know, the 2019 version of Cheech and Chong, fine, just eliminate yourself from the NFL world, <laughs> Travis. It's been a pleasure, um, and everybody, all my listeners. Guy hustles. I mean, I'm not talking hustles. This guy hustles on top of hustle. Travis, tell everybody where they can find you at.
1: I appreciate it, man. That's reciprocated to you as well. Uh, It's the Locked on Dolphins podcast every day, as you guys all know. Uh, Lockedondolphins.com. We actually have one of the few blogs in the network that runs. I post to that thing pretty much daily. And then my Twitter timeline is at WingfieldNFL, my last name. And, uh, yeah, I'm just on there all day pumping out content, like you mentioned.
0: All right. Well, Travis, to you, too. Your new wife, and to the little addition, coming to your family. I appreciate the time. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, this was a good one here. Um, to all my Browns listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It, it's fun when I get we get to do these crossovers because, as Travis said, some of us are more engaged to what we're doing here. And like Travis said, wow, this is the first guy who's ever initiated the crossover. <laughs> and for me, like I always I want this stuff lined up, like you know, because you want to get through this week and you want to pound it out, you want to be ready, you want to be researched. So it's been a pleasure to do this here with Travis So make sure you're checking out everything he does. And anybody who's fans of the draft, Travis is a good account to follow this year because of the fact a, he covers the daylights out of it and his team's got a ton of assets. So I'll definitely be shadow following Isaiah. Simon. Isaiah Simmons, by the way, Travis, Oh,
1: chef's, chef's kiss, kiss oh my baby. God. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> 20, what a player for this oh. error of the NFL. He
1: reminds you why you uh, love football.
0: Exactly. I mean, because he's just the kid who's just big, strong, athletic, and it's. Well, I need you to do this, okay, Coach? I got you. Yeah, we'll do this, <laughs> okay, Coach? Got you. He's and he's just that type of player. So, guys, it's always a pleasure here uh, doing these crossovers. It was a bigger pleasure this week, obviously, getting to sit down here with Travis. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the L O B. We're out.